Hello and welcome to Moving Kentucky Forward. I'm Bruce Maples, publisher of Forward Kentucky, and this week we interview Emma Curtis. Emma is running for a seat in the State House of Representatives in a special election this fall. She is a well-known activist, and I think you're going to really enjoy getting to know her. I'm sure I did. So let's hear what Emma has to say about running for office. So we're here today with Emma Curtis, who is running for office. Emma, welcome to Moving Kentucky Forward. Hi, Bruce. Thank you for having me. So I'm really excited to get to talk with you because uh, unlike most years when we have hundreds of candidates and I never get to talk to all of them, this year it's like you, you know, you're the uh, single candidate running for uh, state legislature. So for the sake of our audience, why don't you tell us exactly what you're running for and where it's located? Sure. Um, So I am located in South Lexington, and I am running in a special election this November to fill the vacant 93rd District House seat here in Kentucky. Um, It it is vacant because of, unfortunately, the passing of Representative Lamine Swan, who is somebody that I adored. I consider him a friend and a mentor, and I'm still very much processing that loss. Mm. Um, but uh, the process is very similar. I'm going through a uh, official nomination process with the Fayette County Democratic Party. And um, I am running because at the end of the day, there are issues that people in my district need addressed at the state level. Uh, we have an affordable housing crisis. Uh, we're facing a situation where uh, the renters in my district are being uh, taken advantage of. And, and we are going to try to put a stop to that. Um, I am running because of the Republican supermajority's war against public education. Uh, people in my district, uh, are not fans of that. Neither am I. And, uh, we are going to try to move past these divisive culture war policies and get the focus back on making sure we have the highest quality public education possible for our kids. I'm also running, um, on a reproductive justice platform. Uh, I don't think that Anybody in government, whether that's in Frankfurt or in Washington, D.C., should be making medical decisions for families or deciding if and when somebody is allowed to have children. All right. So this is what's the district number? This is House District 93. Okay, I just want to be sure I had that right. Um, Wow. So I remember when Representative Swan died, it was very sudden. Uh, and uh, very sad. I was so sorry to see that. Uh, And then you stepped up fairly quickly and said that you were interested in the seat. Are there other people also interested in the seat? Who else is in the race here for you? Well, if other people are interested, they haven't filed any paperwork. Uh, Now I'm the only candidate that's filed paperwork. I'm the only candidate that has a team ready to go. And I'm the only candidate that uh, is ready to hit the ground running on day one. So as of now, uh, I'm not aware of any other uh, candidates. On on the Democratic side, what about the Republican side? Uh, you would have to ask them. <laughs> uh, okay. now, uh, That's a nice, safe answer there. <laughs> <laughs> well, as of now, there just hasn't been a ton of movement on that side. Um, yeah. What I'm yeah. aware of. Uh, at least. 
Um, that being said, I'm confident uh, whoever they put up uh, for this special election in November, uh, that we're going to come out on top because we're representing the values that uh, Kentuckians hold dear, not the values that uh, we're hoping will get us more Twitter Twitter followers. Yes. Um, so what is your background in politics or activism? And uh, well, let's do that question first. What's your background in this space? Sure. Um, so I became politically engaged uh, directly, like a lot of folks, uh, around 2016 when Trump won uh, the presidency. It was something that was so inconceivable at that point in time that it, it really became apparent that we need people to be involved uh, at every level of our government. Um, so starting in 2016, I began uh, working in activism spaces uh, and advocacy spaces on issues that I cared about and issues that impacted me personally. Um, and so that was sort of my focus. It was not so much party politics or uh, candidacy focused work. It was it was mostly uh, advocacy and activism surrounding the issues that I cared about. Um, and that impacted me directly. Uh, what changed things for me was Lamaine Swan. Hmm. You know, I had been at the Capitol to uh, start, start lobbying against, as a citizen lobbyist, lobbying against the slate of anti-LGBTQ legislation that the Republican supermajority was pushing this past session. Um, I was also there lobbying uh, to try to find a solution to our maternal mortality rate, which is the worst in the nation, right. uh, to pass the Crown Act, uh, and, you know, to finally get medical marijuana across the finish line. Um, the first person I met with was Lamine Swan. Mm. I was very, very lucky that he was the first person I met with mm -hmm. because Normally in advocacy spaces and activism spaces, you go in uh, prepared to convince somebody uh, and explain something to them that they might not understand. And he immediately just understood. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to explain anything. And he made me feel like my voice mattered. And, you know, from then on, we developed a really good rapport and he encouraged me to move uh move into the party politics side of it not just focus on issue-based advocacy efforts um but to actually get involved uh he got me involved with the uh young democrats where i'm now uh, on the statewide exec board mm -hmm. uh, i'm the vice president for recruitment and expansion and i'm proud to say that we have been chartering groups left and right because People are upset about what they saw this past session and young people especially want to get involved in a way that I've never seen before mm -hmm. uh, in my time in Kentucky politics. Um, and uh, yeah, my my involvement with party politics has been very much specifically driven by Lamine's active encouragement and uh uh, you know, if anybody who knew him, you'll you'll know he was nothing if not persistent. Mm -hmm. yeah. So his persistence to get me involved in party politics. And um, I'm 
not happy that we're in this position. I thought Lamine was going to hold this seat for a long time. But that being said, I think it's important that we make sure to carry on his legacy in this seat. Uh, and we elect somebody who is going to legislate the same way for other people, the way he did for me, by making yeah. sure that everyone who shows up to Frankfurt to talk about an issue knows that they belong there. They are welcomed there. Uh, and their voice is desperately needed. I really enjoy that. I really enjoy hearing you say that because I think that is a um, perspective that gets missed sometimes or left out. Uh, people go often to Frankfurt with their own agenda, which is fine, but they forget that there are other people that have agendas and need to be heard. So good for you. Uh, do you work outside the home? Uh, so I am an independent filmmaker. So yes and wow. no. <laughs> so well, when yeah, I'm... I, is, yeah, yeah, I work. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so that's so cool. So how long have you been doing that? So I've been working as an independent filmmaker for a few years now. Uh, before then, I worked at the International Center at the University of Kentucky. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing their uh social media, video, photography work, um, and, you know, decided that I was ready to, you know, leap out, uh, you know, COVID hit hard and it was, it was tough for a little bit there, but I've, I've been very fortunate, you know, and I'm very excited about, uh, some of the projects I've got coming up. Mm. So, uh, is there, do you have a portfolio or any, can people see your work somewhere? A lot of the work that I have done has been um, commission-based. So mm -hmm. it's been for um, people who wanted something that was just for them. Okay. So uh, I have portfolios that I'll use to send out to potential clients. Sure. Um, but I'm really excited because my first uh, public-facing film uh, should be coming out here in the fall. We're finishing it up. Uh, and it's a documentary about a wonderful man named George Sakelli. Um, he is an artist here in Lexington mm -hmm. uh, and has a remarkable story uh, where, you know, we always hear about people who came to America uh, as kids when with their families fleeing persecution uh, with no money, not speaking the language. And I think that seems so foreign a concept to a lot of us, but he's living proof of that. And, mm. you know, his family did that. His parents were imprisoned in concentration camps during World War II. And, you know, to have gone through all of that, he has come out on the other end, uh, a remarkably successful individual and somebody who has more happiness and pure instinctual joy mm. than I ever met in my entire life. And so I'm really looking forward to being able to help shine a light on his story and his contributions uh, here in Lexington. That's very, very cool. I hope you will let us know when it's out so we can help promote it. I think that's very cool. Um, you going, getting back to politics, you mentioned that you have a team. So yeah. tell me about your team. Yeah, so I'm really excited. Um, I've been working with uh, Rebecca Blankenship a lot. Um, 
She's somebody that I hugely admire. Um, she uh, is the first openly trans person elected to any office in the state of Kentucky. Um, and she is a remarkably smart person. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm very fortunate to have worked with her this past legislative session, and I'm really fortunate to have her on board uh, with our campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, additionally, uh, I am very blessed to say that uh, I have a lot of the folks who worked on Lamine's 2022 campaign mm. working with me and uh, helping to coordinate stuff and get uh, plans in place for our field operation in the fall. And, you know, I'm I'm in, still in disbelief at just how many uh, of the folks who backed Lamine have shown me such kindness, grace and support and you know, more so than any uh, endorsement uh, that I could get. Having them on board with my campaign has been, I can't put it into words. I'm just so remarkably grateful. So um, are you out knocking doors yet? We are not out knocking doors yet. Uh, We need to get through the official nominating process uh, before Mm -hmm. we start hitting the turf. I can tell you that we do have a a plan in place and we are uh, building out our uh, internal uh, sort of plan for how we are going to do that. And we are going to have a very strong ground campaign we are interested in meeting people face to face and meeting people where they are. Yep. Uh, this is not a situation where I'm seeking to just be a state representative. I'm seeking to represent the 93rd district directly. And I want every single person that uh, is going to be voting this November to have the chance to speak with me directly. So when is the nomination process by the county party? Uh, that will be decided on June 29th. Um, I'm not okay. sure when this is going to be airing, uh, but today is June 13th when we're recording it. Right. And well, that's so not too, that's not too far away. So no, it's not. So you may be the official nominee fairly soon, and it'll be time to put on those comfortable shoes and get out there and start knocking those doors. Absolutely. And let me tell you, I am just itching to do that. It is, mm-hmm. I'm so looking forward to being able to actually get out there. Um, you know, it is where my roots are. Uh, it is what I think enacts change is just mm-hmm. talking to people face to face. So I'm looking forward to getting out there and meeting more voters from the 93rd face to face. I think there are some candidates who, if if they're honest about it, don't don't really enjoy campaigning. And then there are some of us who just love it. Uh, when I ran for office, that was my favorite thing to do was to go knock doors uh, because talking to people and getting to know people and hearing what they are concerned about was was wonderful. So I hope you will notice and I hope everybody listening will notice that I did not bring up the fact that you are trans until way into the interview because I don't want this to be a situation where that's what you're known for. Uh, 
I want it to be a situation where you're known as a wonderful representative and somebody who cares about the district and who wants to work the work representing everybody. That's the point. So, yes, you will be if you are elected. The first, if I'm correct, you'll be the first openly trans state representative. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Have you gotten any feedback about that? I mean, there's a rule I used to tell people that the people who like you will tell you to your face. The people who don't like you will talk behind your back. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's hard to judge based just on personal feedback, but what kind of uh, feedback have you gotten about, about running as a trans person in Kentucky? Yeah. Um, in terms of feedback, the response that I've received has been overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think that, you know, while I share your desire uh, and I think it would be um, reductive to suggest that I'm running to be the trans representative, uh, I do see the value in my candidacy and uh, in my eventual election because trans kids in Kentucky have been through absolute hell this year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the response that I've gotten that has mattered the most to me in that regard, uh, regarding that specific aspect of my candidacy has been from trans youth and from the parents of trans youth who uh, have reached out and been so overwhelmingly supportive and you know that's something that i am i'm very glad i'm able to do for them because i very much believe that you can't be it unless you see it and every kid deserves to know that they have a seat at the table regardless of whether they're trans or not Mm -hmm. Uh, they need to see that their identity isn't a liability it's in fact, an asset. It's who they are. And, you know, who you are is your greatest superpower. And so I'm not ashamed of my transness. I'm not clearly not hiding it from anybody. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I'm here to focus on the issues and I'm here to focus on being an advocate for my district in South Lexington. That's excellent. So let me ask you a couple of uh, final questions. Uh, before I do, though, I have to ask in the background, I see guitars. I see yes. lots of guitars. <laughs> are you opening a music store or are those yours? No, they are mine. Uh, I am a musician. Um, I have been playing guitar, bass, drums. Uh, don't have a drum set at the moment. Kind of difficult with, uh, you know, neighbors you want to be polite um but no those are mine I'm a musician I've played in uh different bands and recorded and done all of that I was a music minor in college I am a a proud uh alum of the Woodford County High School marching band all right uh, music has been a big part of my life and uh it always will be I think it's a great way to connect with people and um I uh I'm cautiously optimistic that we will have the best campaign playlist of uh, anybody running this November. I love it. Um, well, we could we could chase this for a long time because uh, 
I am a lifelong musician and director. And in fact, I was a band director. So uh, I have to ask, even though it has nothing to do with the race, <laughs> what did you play at Woodford County? Uh, so I w was uh, the section leader for the percussion section. I love um, it. And in addition to that, I also uh, would fill in on uh, keys and bass and guitar, depending on if a, a specific piece called for it. Yeah, that's great. Well, we could we could talk about this for a long time, but I'm not I'm not going to let us do that. Uh, so I have two final questions. Uh, the first one is, is there anything I didn't ask you about that you really wanted to talk about? Oh, how much time do you have? Uh, I, I'm here to talk extensively about affordable housing policy. I'm here mm. to talk extensively about workers' rights. Uh, I am here to talk extensively about uh, reproductive justice. Um, I'm here to talk about racial justice. I'm here to talk about protecting our environment, creating an economy that works for all Kentuckians. Uh, I, I have a, a very extensive uh, policy platform that uh, we'll be releasing here shortly. And by, by the time this airs, I'm pretty confident it'll be out because uh, that should be sometime in the next few days. Um, but very specifically, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about um, public education. Mm. Um, right now, we are seeing a complete attack on our public education system from the Republican supermajority in the House. Uh, that is seen, you know, basically they've declared war. This is part of their culture war stuff. Uh, they think it's popular and it's going to win them elections right. if they push the discriminatory policies that they know they cannot get passed for the general public in our public schools. I don't think our kids deserve to be used as political pawns like that. Uh, I don't think that we need to be doing things to make our schools a uh, testing facility for these radical right ideas. Uh, and I think that it's part of a push towards privatization, a push mm -hmm. towards taxpayer money going to pay for charter schools that lack government oversight. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that at the end of the day, they know that a, an uneducated population is a vulnerable and manipulatable population. Uh, I believe that our public education is our strength. Uh, I'm always going to be advocating on behalf of our teachers and our students and everybody who works in our public education system to make sure that Kentucky has the best public education that you can find. Well, that's, again, we could chase this for a long time because you hit some <laughs> You hit some bullets that I definitely agree with. I've got an article on the on our site, uh, why Republicans are attacking our public schools. And and they are. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And yes, some of them want to privatize education for all sorts of reasons. And and that's a shame because public education has made this country great in the past, and we need to keep it both free public and quality. So exactly. all, good, all good points. So my last question, which is 
the question I always ask candidates as the last question of an interview. Uh, if you are standing on my porch, you've knocked on my door and I have actually opened the door and you've introduced yourself and we've talked and I look at you and I say, so why should I vote for you this fall? What would be your answer? My answer for why you should vote for me this fall is because I am a member of this community who cares and I am going to Frankfurt to represent you and I will always make myself accessible to you. I care about policies that are going to make a tangible difference in your life. Um, you know, I'm a pragmatic progressive. That's who I am. That's how I would self-identify my political ideology. I care extensively about all of these issues on a deep personal level. That being said, I'm going into a house that has an 80 seat Republican supermajority. In order to do tangible good, we need to work together. And sometimes that means making bad bills less bad. Mm -hmm. I am not going to promise that I can single handedly change everything, but I can promise you that I will tirelessly advocate for you in the state house. Cool. Good answer. Emma Curtis, why don't you tell us where we can learn more about you? Yes. So you can please visit my uh, campaign website, which is emmaforkentucky.com. And that is spelled E-M-M-A-F-O-R-K-Y.com. Uh, and that same spelling is our uh, handle on Instagram, our handle on Twitter, our handle on TikTok. Uh, and on Facebook, you can find us at uh, Emma Curtis for State Representative. Um, uh, I think I, I think I got all the socials in there. <laughs> all right. Uh, Emma for Kentucky.com. So everybody go jump out there, throw some money on the table and support Emma as she runs for state house this fall. Emma, thank you for your time and, uh, really wish you the best. Thank you so much, Bruce. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. That was Emma Curtis who's running for state house in the special election for District 93 in Lexington. I really was impressed with her uh, on all sorts of levels. I think she's uh, smart. I think she is well-spoken. And especially, I think she knows what she's about and who she's representing and what the real issues are. I hope that Fayette County uh, will choose her to run in that special election. I hope she's elected and I think she will make a great representative. And in fact, I think that over the coming years, we will be hearing more from Emma Curtis. That's all for this week. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And be sure and check out the website forwardky.com. Thanks. <laughs>